All right, guys, September 3rd, another two-game NBA playoff bubble slate. We got Toronto and Boston, and game one, Denver Clippers. Uh, going to the optimal, uh, it was showing us Kyle Lowry, Gary Harris, Jeremy Grant, Siakam, Robert Williams, Van Vliet, Tatum, and Zubac. Uh, so basically, the chalk construction today was was projected to be uh, Raptors and more Raptors, and we're about 15 minutes after lock, uh, and that came to fruition. We're looking at uh, Lowry at 50 over 50 percent, uh, Van Vliet over 50 percent. We're talking about the uh, four dollar. 30,000 entry contest. It's going to be uh, 10,000 of first, 1,000 of 10th. Trying to pull up these ownerships. Van Vliet at 50, Ananobi at 45, Tice at 40, Jalen Brown at 35. Yeah, so um, definitely a lot of ownership on this game, as was projected, as the optimal suggested. Uh, Tatum also at 35. Um, going to our projections and ownership comparisons. Um <laughs> Dogs in the background. Uh, Kyle Lowry was one of the top point-per-dollar plays on the slate. Um, however, I, I didn't feel that his ownership versus his ceiling uh, was warranting playing him in a single lineup. I didn't feel he was the, the, the most positive EV play we could make. Um, he definitely was cheap at 7.5, uh, but just that ownership versus uh, his projection is is why he he doesn't have that wide of a range of outcomes. I didn't feel his ceiling projection uh, was 55.6 uh, in comparison to uh, guys similarly priced uh, at 8.2. So he's paying 700 more for Paul George with a projected ceiling of over 70. Uh, so you're paying $700 to access to, to get access to a much higher ceiling and you're getting a discount in ownership. Um, it could even be a higher difference. There could be a larger difference between Lowry and Paul George's ownership because Lowry did come in at 52%. Um, Versus his 48% projection, which is right there. But um, I, I think that, that Lowry was certainly, uh, in a vacuum, not the highest EV play we could make. And so we moved on from him. Um, definitely loved uh, Tatum's projection uh, at 5.7 with access to that high ceiling. 
Zubac was one of the highest projected players on the slate at a 5.8 point per dollar. Uh, we'll get to the center position when we look at um, roster construction and positions. Uh, Jokic, also you're getting a massive discount in projected owned um, down by down around the 20% range. Access to a 75 point projected ceiling uh, and a 5.6 point per dollar. Felt Jokic was the best pivot point on the slate, and I didn't think it was close. Um, I mean, he, we've certainly seen Jokic go for big-time triple-doubles when he's low-owned. It's it's happened before. He's low-owned. He has access to that wide range of outcomes that we need to, to take down a tournament. Uh, and his point, you're not sacrificing much in, in a point-per-dollar sense for Jokic on this slate. Um, one other thing... Uh, that was definitely popping in projection versus ownership uh, comparisons uh, was Lou Williams. Uh, and that is be- not because of his point per dollar play. Uh, let me pull him up here. His, his point per dollar, he projected really poorly uh, at four. But an ownership of sub 8% projected with access to a 40 a plus, 40 plus point ceiling he definitely has some minutes upside on that 25 minutes projection that we're seeing on RG um i mean just for comparison uh last series against uh the Mavericks he played 31 31 26 34 21-17. So we've seen him hit that minutes upside in 50% of the games that he played last playoff series. We've seen him hit that high fantasy point ceiling at 50 uh, in game four of the series uh, prior. He definitely has access to that wide range of outcomes. He's not priced well for a medium projection, but his ceiling is and ownership is what... Uh, Put me on him. Also one of my favorite pivot points on the slate. Um, and then uh, kind of one other thing that I haven't talked much about recently is minutes upside. Uh, something that I felt two guys on this slate really had. Um, and at opposite ends of the ownership spectrum. So uh, Robert Williams was projected at 40% owned uh, and had an 18 minutes projection, uh, which I felt was probably accurate for a median outcome. However, I think there's an outcome where Robert Williams, where Brad Stevens decides that Robert Williams is the best center on the team. I don't think that's outrageous to say. And I think that there is a a one standard deviation uh, outcome where he plays 25 minutes. And at 25 minutes, he's far and away the best projected player on the slate from a point per dollar perspective. And so I just, I, I didn't want to fade him. Uh, and we'll get to the center position, like I said. Uh, the other guy, before we move on, uh, similarly to Robert Williams and Lou Williams, uh, that I believe had a little bit of minutes upside, was Norman Powell. Uh, he had a 21-minute projection. Uh, again, I think that that is probably pretty accurate. Um, in the series versus Brooklyn, they swept them. They didn't really struggle but we still saw Norm Powell get over that 21-minute projection. 
uh, in game two at 32 minutes, just extremely slightly. He hit the 21 minute projection in game three, but 22 and a half minutes um, and then 24 minutes in three and four. But like I said, he has access to that massive ceiling. He hit it twice against Brooklyn, obviously a great matchup for him, but that wide range of outcomes is what you're looking for at low ownership to take down a tournament and something that I have been talking about recently, stressing on a two game slate, our most important job is to get different with viable plays. So these ceiling projections and these um, access access to ceilings, whether that be through minutes or just performance making shots uh, is really important. Uh, moving on to our roster construction uh, and position by position breakdown. Uh, the the obvious spot to me uh, that was important today was deciding what you were going to do at center. You had a few plays here that were just ridiculously projected in uh, Zubac, Jokic, and Robert Williams at 5.5, 5.6, and 5.8 conversely. Um and I already, already touched on Robert Williams, already touched on Jokic. Uh, Zubac uh, at 4.8K, a 5.8 point per dollar for his projection, which obviously is great. Projected at 46% ownership, 46 plus percent ownership. Um, I didn't feel Zubac really had access to a giant ceiling. We definitely have seen it before. Um, in the bubble, we've seen it. Uh, we've not seen too much uh, minutes upside from him other than the last game they played, he got to 33 minutes. Um, And then one other game, he got to 29. Other than that, he's been right around that 25-minute range. Uh, And he's he's really much closer to a point-per-dollar player than he is a 1.5-point-per-dollar player. and, and I think that that just limits his ceiling a bit. Uh, so with, with our objective being to get different and the center position being so great with Jokic and Robert Williams, uh, I decided to fade Zubac and go Jokic and Williams here. Got that discount in ownership, got the access to those ceilings that I felt really did exist. Um, and one more guy at the center position that I wanted to point out who I really considered who I felt was the only other center on today's slate that should even garner consideration um, was Serge Ibaka. Uh, He did not project well on a point per dollar. He's too expensive at 6.1K, but on a two-game slate, Serge Ibaka has shown that upside. He definitely has it. Uh, He had a ceiling projection of 36, um, which I didn't even feel did him justice. He he got to 36 last game. He got to 55 three games ago, 43 four games ago, 37 six games ago. Obviously, that's a lot of game log watching, and that's not what we're about. But I think that it, it, it shows that his ceiling, he, he has access to his ceiling. And on a two-game slate, if if you're not owned and have act, a reasonable path to a ceiling um I think you're I think you're a great play obviously I didn't I didn't go with him and that's mostly because of that point per dollar projection he's he's a little too expensive um with NBA being so projectable I like to stick to uh, 
a, a little more, uh, a little higher equity plays. Um, and so that's where, that's why I ended up on Jokic and Williams rather than Ibaka. But I did feel Ibaka was a great tournament pivot uh, and just didn't go there. You can only play two centers on DraftKings. Um, and then kind of uh, towards the top of the salary range, uh, the, the guys that I liked the best um, were Tatum and George. In Jokic, uh, they they projected uh, the best point per dollar wise outside of Kyle Lowry and Siakam. Paul George with a five point six, Tatum with a five point seven, and Jokic with a five point six. Uh, the other guys at the top of the the salary range were Leonard at five point three, Jamal at five, uh, and Kemba at five point two. Van Vliet at 5.5. Obviously, these are you're splitting hairs at the top, and uh, I could have gone off of, of Tatum and George. They're both projected at, at 40, 40-ish percent owned, um, down to Murray around 25, or Kemba around 30, uh, but I felt I had enough leverage, better leverage in other places uh, like Lou Williams, um, that that didn't require me, and, and Norman Powell, that didn't require me to go to Murray uh, or Kimba with the, the little bit lower projection there. Um, team by team uh, today, no, no groups, no specific groups at all, just trying to get different. I felt that going five Clippers was viable, um, I felt that, uh, going five Raptors was viable, uh, whatever, whatever you could do to get different. And if that's a roster construction play, um, then I think, I, I think that's certainly a way to find leverage, uh, that could end up, uh, positive expected value. Um, last thing that I wanted to mention here was Pat Bev. He is expected to play uh and he's projected pretty highly owned um at only a five point per dollar i didn't do it but i'm bringing it up because i think that he is a very easy fade in tournaments uh he's projected at 43 percent owned and 3.5 k on today's slate, I think he could easily come in over that. I think he could get to 55, get over Lowry. It's possible he could end up the highest owned player on the slate. And when Beverly is the highest owned player on the slate, I think there's a lot of different pathways for him to fail, even at 3.5K. It's it's tough. He's coming off of injury. He could play 15 minutes. He could play 25. He could play 30 minutes and, and not score enough points. Um, he's going to be out there to defend Jamal Murray. He's not going to be running the offense with Kawhi, Paul George, Lou Williams, Marcus Morris even. Um, he's he's not going to be – he's not a big rebounding guard. Uh, he, he's out there to shoot and play defense and – 
uh, with that ownership, I felt it was a viable fade. Um, I didn't do it. Uh, what I did instead was I went to Beverly and Lou Williams. Felt that was a higher expected value because Beverly's price, uh, but it was something I, I felt was worth uh, bringing up. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, went a little long today, but uh, good luck, everybody.